You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, live at Open Jar Studios in Manhattan. On this special episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I go past the point of no return and chat with the cast and creative team of Unmasked, the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Unmasked will be making its world premiere at Paper Mill Playhouse in Milburn, New Jersey from January 30th through March 1st. So stay tuned for all my interviews. So we are here with Mauricio Martinez. And Mamie Paris. How are both of you today? So good. Very, very excited and happy. Good. Well, we're very happy because this presentation was amazing today. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so my first question that I'm asking everybody is, what made you want to be part of Unmasked? I love singing Andrew Lloyd Webber music. This is my third Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, mm-hmm. kind of in a row almost. Um, and so I'm always, always so thrilled to sing these songs and to be a part of something new like this, especially something that is a part of his, you know, his history, a collection mm-hmm. of his works. Yeah, I was thrilled about it. And to me, it's, I mean, it's the first time I've done it in English, mm. his music. I've done two of his shows. Um, and it's, it's always been a dream of mine to be just in a way close to him so this you can't get more like closer than this (laughs) you know yes Uh, literally working with him and it's 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 beautiful it's it's a dream come true i love it i love it okay so now i'm going to ask each of you a separate question so mimi i'm going to start with you oh boy um you have played uh rosalie in school of rock on broadway after originally playing patty yes so what uh, what has when? Sorry, I wrote this wrong. Okay, <laughs> when has there been a time you've asked yourself, "Where did the rock go?" Oh, gosh, when has there been a time that I've asked myself, "Where did the rock go?" Uh, you know, I think in a way that's a question a lot of performers ask after they've been in a show for some time. Mm-hmm. You're in a long-running show. Um, and all of a sudden things have relaxed a bit and people need to kind of be goosed mm-hmm. to get back to that energy they had at the beginning. I think that's a moment when I've asked myself, where did the <laughs> rock go? Um, you know, I think other than that, I, well, you know, I will say as, you know, I'm not getting any younger for those who are listening. I'm clearly only 23 max. Um, and uh, a lot of t- we're doing a lot of movement in the show. Mm-hmm. Dare I say dancing. And uh, at the end of the day, I really have to go home and get in that Epsom salt bath. And it's right then when I'm walking home after sitting on the subway train when my knees forget to work. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, girl, where did the rock go? <laughs> where did the rock from my 20s go? <laughs> that, I think, is the bigger one. Yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> okay. And Maurizio. Yes. Maurizio. So you starred in the Mexican production of Jesus Christ Superstar as yes. Jesus. Yes. Okay. So if you were to meet Jesus today in person, uh-huh. what would you ask him to do? To do? Oh, jeez. No pressure. I um, I would tell him, I would ask Jesus to speak through me, mm-hmm. especially when I sing his song. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most 
human moment he has where he doubted. Even if you're not a believer in religion or God, um, there's nothing more beautiful than recognizing that you're afraid of something. So I think that's, that's what, I've, what I would ask him, to speak through me so that every single person that listens to Gethsemane um, feels something, gets inspired in a way. Yeah, that's what beautiful. I would say. That's beautiful. Wow, that's and, awesome. yeah. and I have one more question for you, Mimi. Yeah, yeah. Since you were also in Cats yes. on Broadway, singing <laughs> the epic song Memory, what is one of your favorite memories of being with Andrew Lloyd Webber or working with him? Oh, gosh. Uh, my favorite memories of being with Andrew Lloyd Webber would probably not be from Cats, necessarily. I mean, I do have no, amazing Cats anywhere, memories. Anywhere. Okay. Yeah, would, would probably be from School of Rock, because mm. School of Rock, of course, we were developing brand new, um, and it was very exciting. And, and you know, uh, one of the stories I, I tell in the show, not to give too much away, is, is one of my favorite Andrew memories, and that is when we were recording the School of Rock cast album, and uh, I, I didn't sing as Patty. I didn't sing very much in the show. And then I got there, and they were like, oh, Andrew wants to talk to you. And he comes out, and he very gingerly comes over and puts his arm around me and he's like you see there's this unisong song that was uh, cut before rehearsals began and we were thinking you know maybe we could teach it to you and we could record it <laughs> and put it as a bonus track on the album and and I was like what like what? oh my god <laughs> and we did it I, I went into the other room and learned the song and we laid it down and we recorded it and it went on the album which was terrific but it just that was not the first and certainly not the only time that I felt so trusted mm. by Andrew Lloyd Webber mm. and it's it's really it's made me feel like a stronger performer to know that I have that kind of trust yes. from somebody so terrific and iconic mm. but it also has made my relationship with him and his musicals more than I ever thought it would be mm. because from day one there's so many more stories like that in development he knows my voice so well and he knew what I could swing and he knew I could go in the studio and do this. And just to have that kind of trust from someone you idolize is, is a remarkable thing. So I'll always remember that moment. Yes, I yeah. can see why. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question is, if you both could reveal something about yourselves that you have not told in a previous interview, what would you say? I, I have, um, this is a quite, probably quite yeah. a surprising anecdote, surprising anecdote, but it's true. I have fixed many toilets in my life. I am in no way, shape, or form a plumber, nor do I have any formal plumbing training. But if your toilet is running or there's an issue with the tank, you can probably call me because I have fixed many toilets. <laughs> there, so that, if that doesn't just scream down to earth, I don't know what does. Uh, I love <laughs> that. Top that, Mauricio. Top that. <laughs> <laughs> I brush my teeth in the shower when I take a shower. Oh. And that's very strange. And people are like, what? But... Um, some of my exes have been like, why? And I'm like, well, it's part of my, like, I, I brush them three times a day. Uh -huh. But when I take a shower, even if I brush them, I take, I don't know why. I always have an extra toothbrush. And, uh... That was my follow-up question. So you have yeah. a toothbrush that lives in, like, your in the shower, and you have one in the shower? Yes. Wow, wow. a two-toothbrush man. Yes, I don't know why. That's and it's so always Even if I don't need to, yes. I do it. It's part of my shower. Interesting. I don't know I love why. That. It's so weird, but it's, it's why because it's how you are. Yeah. And his teeth are <laughs> terrific. Yes, they are so flawless. I might yes. have to start this practice. There you go. <laughs> so we are here with Joanne Hunter, and I am the director choreographer of Unmasked. Yes, and we just saw this wonderful presentation Thank today, you. and I'm so excited for the show. I'm so glad. So <laughs> my first question for you is. Um, 
Well, first of all, what was your first introduction to Andrew Lloyd Webber? So, uh, somebody else asked me the same question. My, fir- my first, okay, I'm going to go this way. My first introduction to Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh, and I didn't even know it was Andrew Lloyd Webber, was the song from Jesus Christ Superstar, I Don't Know How to Love Him, because it was on the radio. It was a pop song. It was, I, it was a mainstream song. Mm-hmm. Had not a clue. It was from a, th- a theater show, you know what I mean? Yes. A, a musical theater book musical mm-hmm. had not a clue uh, but I, well, I, hadn't, I hadn't started dancing either then I was I started dancing much later in my life uh, for for the norm mm-hmm. for young mm-hmm. girls normally uh, but then of course cats as as uh, as an older uh, teen or young adult um, of course any every dancer in New York City wanted to be in cats yeah so and of course I knew it was Andrew Lloyd Webber's cats of course I knew that so that would be those would be my first two introduction into or to Andrew Lloyd Webber and his music. I love it. Now, with this show in particular, this show weaves together all of his shows. How? What was your vision to help tell this story? (laughs) (laughs) That you could sum up in (laughs) under two minutes. You know, exactly. Wait a minute. How long do I have? Um, No, I. You know cohesiveness having some type of cohesive element now of course that is the music that is the cohesive element that ties things together but how do i then take the songs that we've chosen and 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 they've compiled them in a beautiful way but sometimes oh that's not working and then figuring out what works what what feels that we have a continuation of movement and i'm not just talking about dance movement or physical movement. i'm talking right. movement of music of 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 story because because every song is taking taken out of context we're not doing the show proper we're taking these songs out of context and making sure that we are able to understand the arc of each piece of material mm-hmm. without stopping and starting mm-hmm. so it's it's tricky it's much it's trickier than a book musical because a book musical you have the book you have the libretto you have you there is a, hopefully a good writer will write a beginning middle and end yes. and you know it's your job to then tie that together mm-hmm. this this is not that type of show and I think it's actually much harder that so we don't feel like we're just doing a concert version of of his music Mm -hmm. we are it is a review but it's also a celebration it's also insightful fun hopefully fun the idea is that we that that we can laugh he's he's self-deprecating you're going to see Andrew you're going to hear Andrew talk about his experiences his his um, inspirations and how things came about how sometimes they came about in the wrong show and then they were transferred to a new show and how they worked so all these little things that you the general public would not know I love that yeah I love that okay my last two questions are since you've worked so much with Andrew Lloyd Webber what is one story you could unmask for us about oh I like how you just see I Say, mm-hmm. oh, so you did that. Okay, what? Well, when I first met Andrew and started working on School of Rock with him, you know, he's Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's Sir Lord Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. Uh, it's a little, it's a little nerve-wracking. He's um, his body of work is extraordinary. He still continues to create, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm just, I'm just a choreographer. What do I know? And he, um, he doesn't make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. He's very collaborative. He knows what he wants, mm-hmm. but he also will listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, it was, it was, it's scary, but he's, he's way funnier and way wittier than you would think. Mm. Just if you, if you had to go, oh, if you had to describe Andrew Lloyd Webber and you didn't really know him, probably people would not say, oh, he's, uh, I would, I believe he's a witty, funny man. I don't think that would, yeah. would come, what happened. 
if you read his autobiography, and I keep pushing that, and I'm going to tell him I need 10% of that book, um, that he is very self-deprecating. He's, mm. he's, he's incredibly smart, which you have to know because of, of, of right. his creative mind, right? But um, his knowledge of theater, his knowledge of music is extraordinary. Mm. I mean, it just makes, it makes me feel like a total dingleberry. <laughs> um, but, but I like that he's funny and that he understands wit. Mm. Not everybody does. Not everybody yes. does. And he understands wit. That's yes. wonderful. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. Okay, my final question okay. is, if you could reveal anything about yourself that you have not told in a previous interview, what would you tell me today? That before I had to get up and speak to the entire press before a presentation, <laughs> that my heart was thumping so hard that I thought it, you could hear it. I, and I don't remember it stumped that hard. Maybe wow. my first time performing on Broadway. It was like, it was, I kept, and I thought to myself, oh, I almost swore. It was just <laughs> swore. Okay. I, I went, and I thought to myself, breathe, Joanne, just breathe, just breathe. Yeah, so yeah, but hopefully no one ever saw that. But yeah, I'm not kidding. I have not mm. felt my heart beat that wow. hard in a long time. Well, you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It was wonderful. Thank you. So we are here with... David Wilson, a musical supervisor of Unmust. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so what was your first introduction to Andrew Lloyd Webber? Um, my first introduction to his music yes. was probably when I was, well, I don't know, at junior school when we did Joseph. <laughs> and then mm. next probably being when I sang Herod's song in front of my entire school when I was about 11 years old. Oh, my God. I don't think I've actually ever told him that. Oh, wow. But yeah. I love that. No, I, I don't think I did the song justice, but it was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, it, uh, uh, an introduction to Jesus Christ Superstar, which I will not forget. <laughs> yes. That's quite an, yeah. quite an introduction and quite a memory. Uh, absolute memory. Yes. But I've been working for him now for nine years. Oh, I've wow. run his um, music department for his company, The Really Useful Group. Um, and so I've worked with him on many different shows. And um, it's an absolute thrill to be musical supervisor for this brand new production. Yes, which we are very excited about. Yeah. So, um, first of all, for my listeners out there who may not mm. know what a music supervisor does on the show, sure. could you just explain briefly what you do? Yes. So, um, I make sure that um, the cast musically all know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I work with them, go through all their songs with them. I have worked with Joanne Hunter, the director, to work out who's going to sing what number. And we worked on the casting together. Then I will run the band calls when we get to them. And I've been working with Andrew on orchestrating this material for uh, such a wide range of music for one band to play is quite a challenge. Yes, so we I can were, imagine. Yeah, I, can I imagine. mean, you don't normally expect either the cast or band of, say, Love Never Dies to play the music for School of Rock. Right. <laughs> but um, I think the joy for this is that we're not trying to, you know, make it sound exactly like how anything is from the show. We're not just plonking a bit of Phantom of the Opera or a bit of School of Rock onto stage. We're reinventing these songs, going back, you know, to the melody and mm. how Andrew composed them and then presenting it in a completely new form for this fantastic new production at the Paper Mill. Well, from what we saw today from the presentation, it mm. looks fantastic and a lot yeah. of fun. So yeah. you're doing your job. Good. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I mean, there's nothing yeah. better than listening to Rima Webb sing Everything's As If We Never no. Said Goodbye. So. No, that was 
She's just amazing. Anything. I want yeah. to see her do that. Yes, I was blown away. Yeah, yeah. I want to see her do the show. She's yes. fantastic. Well, everybody is going to come see the show, so yeah. they will get to see I her I think do the it. thing that's so great about it is every single cast member is effectively a leading lady or yes. man in their own right, because they have to be, because everybody's got such huge songs. Inevitably, when we were putting the program together for this, you're, pick, you're picking all the big, famous right. you know, songs, as well as some not so famous, yes. but, you know, uh, but still so... The cast is just amazing. They are incredible. Yeah, they we're are. so lucky. Yes. Yes. And as are the audience yes, who will come will and see be, them, to they watch will be blown yes. away. Yes, I have two more questions. Sure. So since you've worked with Andrew for so long, yeah. what is one famous story that maybe you have had with him that you could unmask for us? Sure. Oh, wow. That's, um, that's a good question. I suppose my favorite story is, is probably, um, you know, well, is is about his least famous musical because uh, the very first new musical that I worked on with him is a show called Stephen Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, my eyes were opened into the world of the most successful living musical theatre composer of all time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got to see during that production how he creates musicals. Mm. I got to see you know, the songs from him playing at the piano to them becoming these wonderful scenes on stage. And yeah. it was just an education that I could never have imagined watching him do that and so inspiring. And as time has gone on, I've worked on a lot of a lot more new musicals and mm-hmm. also, um, you know, existing musicals. Mm-hmm. And every day because of his you know, such vast um, back catalogue. I learn so much every day, that it, and it, every day is very exciting. That's so, amazing. Um, yeah, it's, and you're so it's lucky wonderful. to be I able am, to experience I'm, that. I'm very, yes. very, very fortunate. And um, I mean, the really, I, I would never in my wildest dreams have imagined that I would be working for Andrew Lloyd Webber, yeah. you know, rewind the clock 20 years. I would not <laughs> have thought that. Um, but um, I, I feel very privileged to do so and um you know he's he's an absolute genius yeah not only with you know melody Mm -hmm. which is of course but you know with all his musicals he's you know he's one of the you know he's all over everything it's not just the music he thinks about the book he thinks about and even when it comes to the marketing and everything so it's it's not just music yes but we're, and we're going to see his genius all yeah. compiled together in well, the I th- show. I think the thing that is so great about this mm-hmm. is that it, uh, f- I think for the first time, it's a celebration of Andrew's music, which, as I say, isn't just, you know, seeing scenes from musicals on stage, but it, it, he actually gives you an education yes. um, and tells you backstories of why mm. these songs came to be what they are. It, did they have another life before, you know, before I Don't Know How to Love Him was I Don't Know How... Uh, I, I don't know how to love him. Maybe it was something else. Right. You'll find out. And, you know, it's, it's, I think audiences will find that aspect of it fascinating and then yes. celebrate with us the music of this most amazing man. Yes. Yeah. So I can't yeah. wait to see it all together. I can't wait for you to see yeah. it. And my last question is, yeah. if you could reveal something uh, that you have not told in a previous interview, what would you share with me today? Oh, my goodness. Um... <sighs> About, uh, about yourself. About myself. Yes. Okay. Um, my, I, I have to 
confess that my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show mm-hmm. and the thing that really got me hooked on Andrew Lloyd Webber was Starlight Express. Mm. And the only reason that I've I broke my ankle when I was young is because I tried on roller skates and tried to, you know, pretend I was in Starlight Express. And um, so oh I think if it wasn't for that show, I'm not sure whether I would have, you know, found my love for musical theatre. It was, it was like my childhood wildest dreams. So, and now I work on it and I, and I still to this day love it. I love it. That yeah. is such a great story. Did you see it? I did. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I mean, I did. it was on Broadway, not, not for too long, no. but it's still running in Germany. Oh, wow. It's been there now, I think 30, 33 years. Oh my God. Which is just crazy, That's isn't incredible. it? The Germans go mad for it. I probably saw it 32 years ago on Broadway. Well, you need to start a petition to get it back okay, to Broadway. I will do it. Yeah, we could yeah. do it together. Okay. Okay, well, well I'm, I'm, on, I'm on for All that. Right. I'll, I'll get I'll, my roller skates out again. All right, I'll get my roller skates out. Fine. And we'll, we'll roller it. skate together. Yes. I'm excited. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Right. This was wonderful. Thank you very You're much. welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. So we are here with Rima Webb and Bronson Norris Murphy. How are both of you? Great. Excellent. Good. Um, So my first question is, what made you want to be part of Unmasked? I am a musical theater nerd. I've been my whole life, and this is a dream for me to be able to sing all of this music or to experience all of this music. That's why. Love it. It's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right, exactly. And I was going to say, and I am a huge Andrew Lloyd Webber fan uh, mm-hmm. since childhood. This is my fifth Andrew Lloyd Webber show, and I thought, what better show to get to do all the roles I've never gotten to do in one big show. I didn't know that about you. I need to read everybody's bios. I'm terrible. (laughs) It's the truth. It's the truth. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm going to ask a question, a solo question for each of you. Rima, one of my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber shows is Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat. If you could have any dream of yours interpreted by Joseph, what dream would you ask him about? Oh my God, that's really good. Thank you. Okay, there's this one dream. I don't have it anymore, but it's really like a scary dream. I would always be in the basement, and there was a window in in this basement, and I wouldn't be scared, but I would just always climb out of that window, but I don't know how I always ended in that basement, so maybe he could write... (laughs) 
there's a cat in my basement. Do you know? Jellicle's... I don't know. That's interesting. Bronson. Mm -hmm. So you played the Phantom in the National Tour of Love Never Dies. I did. One song you sung in that show was 10 Long Years of Yearning. Yes. So what is something you are still yearning for? Mmm... I am still yearning for Andrew to write a new show for all of us. How about that? This cast of Unmasters, if this wasn't a big enough blessing, he's going to write a new show for all of us. It's not going to take 10 years, though. I just... Hello? Hello? With this guy. These 13 people right here. Well, it's going to go out into the into the world so That's right. it will be there, it will be go. spoken you hear that Andrew yeah <laughs> okay my last question is for both of you so if you could reveal anything about yourselves that you have not told in a previous interview what would you tell me today I am excruciatingly stage I get really bad stage fright till this day and wow. I'm extremely shy inside like I, that this is a room, shock. I want to go in. I really want to be in a hole right there right now. But I have really bad stage fright. You would never know that after seeing you sing as if we've never said goodbye it's today. Weird, it's the weirdest thing, right? Yes. I feel like I'm going to die after oh my God. every number. But there's something. It's really massive. What, what, what do you call it? Like, oh, yeah, but say to mass, like, I love oh, it. Yes. Like, but I can't not, not do it. Yes. It's so weird. Isn't that weird? Yes. Wow. But I can't imagine being anywhere else in the world. I love that fact. Nowhere else in the world, but on Broadway or in the theater. Like, that's all I think about. But yet it scares me more than anything in the world. Wow. Okay, that's enough of that. Wow. <laughs> Something I've never revealed in an interview. Um, I have an intense obsession with sequins. Oh. I don't often wear them. Nope, nope. No, but they did today. bless me. A pair of shoes in this show are black and fully sequenced, and I'm living my dreams in them. I love that. And I didn't tell anyone that before they had a fitting. They just had a row of shoes with sequins, and it's like, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Here we are. That's why he's probably the first one who had his shoes on. <laughs> like, y'all don't need to wear my shoes on today. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank nice you. meeting you. We are here with... Jeremy Hayes. <laughs> You just hit me in the face with the microphone. I'm Dave Schoonover. <laughs> and I'm Alyssa Giannetti. Terrific. And what made each of you want to audition for Unmasked? Oh, my gosh. It's, you know, every show you've ever dreamed of being in, in one show. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's just been amazing revisiting some old material that I've done before and some new things. Um, so it's been challenging and very exciting. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've done, I did a tour of Cats years ago and recently did the North American tour of Love Never Dies with this Alyssa Gennetti standing here. And so I sort of became familiar with his work much more closely in in recent years. And so that was really exciting. And I also have had the pleasure of working with our lovely director choreographer, Joanne Hunter, a number of times before as well. So that was really exciting. But, you know, I mean, there's so many exciting epic songs in this show that it was just really intriguing to be a part of. So, that's you know, a, I love that. To be here, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the coolest things about this show is, is um, getting to do such iconic numbers, but, but then also having the opportunity to reimagine them. You know, uh, yes. we're doing things out of context and we're really being able to put our own st- stamp and our own creativity on the song. So not only do you get to work with Angela Lloyd Webber and sing his amazing music, but then you really feel like you're a part of something new. Yes. 
Okay, now I'm going to ask each of you an individual question. So, Jeremy, okay. I'll start with you. Okay. Uh, since you played uh, Raul in Broadway's Phantom of the Opera, one song you sing is all I ask of you, which you did today at the presentation. Correct. With Alyssa. Yes. What is something that you have been asked for by a loved one? Wow. Wow. Deep. Deep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have been asked for by a loved one. Um, trust. Mm. I think um, uh, just to be a complete nerd and total dork, um, I think that's what Rao is. I, I think that's what Christine is asking Rao in that scene is I, I need someone to trust. And I think that's the foundation of love. And I think that's what the show is about. I, you know, um, there are many aspects of love. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like trust is is the the thing that sur survives, and I think that's what Phantom is about. That's beautiful, Alyssa. We're gonna move to you, and then Dave will come back to you. Um, so you were Christine, uh, the Christine understudy yes. on the Love Never Dies tour. I was. So how do you keep your love for theater slash performing never dying? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I think one of the beautiful things about being on tour with Love Never Dies, for example, I was a swing, so I also covered all the ensemble, mm -hmm. and I was, uh, so I was able to watch backstage constantly mm -hmm. and continue to practice and watch new things that would happen and new interactions that would happen with the people that I'm getting close with on tour and seeing them interact, and I think that's what keeps it alive is seeing the relationships that are forming with the people within the show and mm -hmm. how that changes it. Mm. Um, so I think, and I wasn't on every night, so I got to relax a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, so good. that also kept it fresh and um, very exhilarating when I would get to go on. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. And Dave. Give uh, me an easy one, Adam. So <laughs> what? Give me an easy one here, bud. Okay. Uh, we're going to go with this one. So you have played Rum Tum Tugger in Cats. Correct. As did Jeremy. Yes. In fact, uh, it's side note here, I replaced Jeremy on the same tour. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. What a small world. Yeah. No one could ever replace me. <laughs> they were looking for someone slightly better, so it worked out well. <laughs> um, so now Rum Tum Tugger is described as someone who is uh, rebellious and unappeasable. So, what are some rebellious things you have done in your life? Oh my word, Adam! I hope that's easy enough. What is what is this rated here? What are we? What's the audience? Um, it can be anything from PG to R. Rebellious things. Okay, I was quite a goofball and a class clown, and in high school, um, we had a powder puff game, which I don't know if that happens everywhere in the country. It's during homecoming week in high school, uh -huh. and all the girls dress up and, and play a football game on the football field as part of the week, and so. Uh, I always had dreams of streaking at a big game like that. So my buddy and I thought about doing it, but we were too chicken to really do the full Monty and really streak. Uh -huh. So we fashioned some tidy-whitey briefs that were dyed skin-colored. I can't believe I'm telling this story right now. Adam. This is amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and then we fashioned some manhood that hung off the front of it. I'll leave it at that. Wow. And so we had some tearaway joggers, and we tore the joggers away, hopped the fence, sprinted across the field, had a getaway car on the other side. <laughs> it was what dreams were made wow. of. Wow. 
That is an incredible story. Probably yeah. one of the best I've had. Okay, so my last question, which now I don't know if you'll even be able to answer because this could coincide with it, but if you could reveal something about yourselves that you've never told in a previous interview, what would you say? I mean, I feel like you kind of just did that, but oh maybe you have something else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can have a second to think um, about it. This, this will be edited, so. I don't, I don't like the animal cats. Uh, I don't like cats. I'm a dog person. Oh, that's it. I love that. I'm a dog person too. So, uh, so Dave keeps taking pictures of me during <laughs> rehearsal and sending them to our friends. And um, I am realizing that I have resting bitch face <laughs> and I am, I am having a wonderful time in this show, but by the pictures that Dave, uh, are taking you would never know it so um that that is accurate information <laughs> i mean i guess me in the morning is a little crazy i've got my like um i have this like lavender pillow thing that i heat up and i've got my eye mask on and i have the roller the jade roller that i put in the fridge I don't know. I feel amazing and look great when I get to rehearsal, but I don't think anyone needs to see. And, like, my hair is in a big blob. Yes, the pre-pro. Yeah. I don't like anybody seeing that. So we are here today with... Amy Justman. Alex Fink. And Angel Osada. Hi. How are you guys? And Doing all right. Doing all right. So why did you want to audition for Unmasked? And who wants to start? Amy, I love that you just give me the mic first. Um, I think I've never... The only Andrew Lloyd Webber show I've ever been in, I was in Evita when I was in college. Um, so I've never been in any of his shows professionally. Mm -hmm. So for me, this was a really cool opportunity to kind of do all of them at once um, and really get to know his material on a, on a deeper level, as, aside from just fan, you know? Yes. Um, so I think why I really wanted to audition for it is when I got the audition sides, mm -hmm. I saw the songs that I was going to uh, sing mm -hmm. and they were really hard and really challenging, but I'm, I, I felt like I was up for the challenge. And I, in that moment, I got like inspired to be a part of something that was so big and so good. Mm. Uh, well, first of all, it's at Paper Mill Playhouse where I've wanted to work for almost my whole career. So oh, wow. that was huge. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've only done one Andrew Lloyd Webber show professionally. Mm -hmm. um, so the chance to sing all of this music outside of the context of a particular show mm -hmm. just seemed like a dream job. Yes, yes. Okay, now I'm gonna ask some individual questions. Um, I'm gonna start with Alex. Okay. Um, so since you were in a reading slash workshop, workshop of Sunset Boulevard, but if you gave someone a look, what would it be? Like, what look would you give someone? That would just... Uh, I mean, cheesy, but most often it's a smile. Oh, I love that. How about that? That's good. Is that an okay That's answer? good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Amy. Yes. So you covered the role of Carlotta in both Broadway and the 25th anniversary national tour That's of Phantom true, of yes. the Opera. And Carlotta is the leading soprano in the show who's vastly criticized by the narrator. So what is the worst criticism you have ever received in a show? Oh, God. <laughs> no, you know, okay, this, this is not in the context of a show, but um, I did one of these, like, agent pay-to-play things, uh -huh. like, early in my career, where, you, you know, you sing your songs and you get feedback. 
And I said to the guy, I said, you know, do you think I'm more of a leading lady or like more of a character actress? And he goes, well, I mean, you're not Fanny Bryce, but... (laughs) And then he told me to wear more makeup. Wow. So that's... (laughs) Wow, that's mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Angel. Um, Okay. So one... Andrew Lloyd Webber show I enjoyed growing up with Starlight Express if you could skate anywhere in the world where would you skate to oh I would skate to Greece oh I love that yeah I love that I've never been so I want to go yeah it's amazing okay my last question is for everybody if you could reveal one thing about yourself that you've never told in a previous interview what would you share I I definitely have like a serious sweets addiction I I do remember uh, so I did company years ago, and mm-hmm. we we would we had to sit on stage the whole time. And eventually, especially at a matinee, most of my sitting on the stage off to the side time was thinking about what I was going to have for dessert <laughs> between shows. I love that. Um, very random, but I absolutely talk to my houseplants out loud. <laughs> like I give them pep talks when I water them. Or when I check in on them, Aww. I'll just be like, how are you doing? Are you growing? Are you doing so good? And my sometimes my husband will just hear me talking from the other room and he'll walk in and be thinking I'm talking to him. <laughs> and I'll be like on top of a stool, like talking to our fiddly fig tree. I Named love that. Zelda. Anyway. Um, I love that. So this one is like whatever, I think. Um, but I play tennis. And uh-huh. one Ooh. of the things that I like to imagine is that I'm Serena Williams. So sometimes when I'm hitting it, I'll give like a roar and I'll put my hair in a bun and like put it up like she does. And I feel like I'm Serena Williams. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you all very much. So we are here with Nicholas Edwards and Andrew Kober from the upcoming Unmasked, the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, my first question is, what was the first Andrew Lloyd Webber show both of you saw? Oh, so I in sixth grade, I went on a class trip to Toronto where we saw Phantom of the Opera and Sunset Boulevard, which was then starring Diane Carroll. And it was wild. It was the trip that made me want to be an actor. It was the trip that sparked any interest I ever had in musical theater. Uh, so it was that. And Laird McIntosh played Raoul in that production and was still doing Phantom like in, on Broadway 20 minutes ago. Like it, He's still going at it. Oh, my God. So the first show I saw was also Phantom of the Opera. Oh, my God. At, like, 18. Laird McIntosh was also <laughs> Phantom. Holy it was smokes. amazing. And, like, from the moment, like, the chandelier comes crashing down, I was just, like, captivated. And since then, that's been, like, my favorite of his shows. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, uh, now, Nicholas, this question is going to be for you. Since you were in the Ocean Theater City production of Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat, what is one dream you still want to do? One dream? Does it have to be Andrew Lloyd Webber? No, it can be anything. Well, I'm going to make it Andrew Lloyd Webber related. I would love to play the Phantom. Yeah. That would be Probably in a few years. (laughs) That would be amazing. Yes. That would be amazing. That's definitely... Uh, And now, Andrew, since you were a member of Broadway's School of Rock... Oh, yeah, that's right. What is your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber song to rock out to? Whoa. Well... My favorite Andrew Webber. You know, there's a Jesus Christ Superstar. Honestly, is like is one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. And uh, in my house, I have done a lot of suspect screaming to that show. <laughs> like, I, I, there's I, I will often sing. I, I make fun of Nick because he gets to sing Judas in the show, and he's excellent. He's amazing, yeah. and it's the only role I ever want to play, and will never, never get to. I would be very, very bad <laughs> at it. Maybe someday Herod. Uh, but I guess my dream would be like. 
to get in amazing shape and play Jesus or to be a better singer and play Judas. I love it. Okay, my final question for both of you is, um, if you could reveal one thing about yourselves that you've never talked about in a previous interview, what would you say? I'm a huge gamer. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And like tech and superhero nerd, but not many people talk about that because they always just want to hear us sing. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, we have other hobbies. I'm yeah. getting I'm getting my private pilot's license. Oh, I've that's been taking amazing. Flying lessons. That's amazing. I never talked about it in an interview either. We all have our own <laughs> stuff that we do outside of this. That's a good job, Nick. I love yeah, it. So when right. you get your license, I want to go somewhere. Great, we'll go. We'll go for some trips together. Okay, terrific. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you both. What a great time we had today. I know everybody listening to this podcast is going to come see. Unmasked, the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber from January 30th through March 1st at Paper Mill Playhouse in Milburn, New Jersey. Ticket information will be on my website at callmeadam.com. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him at all for the business of show. CallMeAdam.com Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit CallMeAdam.com and follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CallMeAdamNYC.